0: One thing that I think is really important about sound is you can say as much in your silence as you do in your words.
1: Welcome to Season 2 of Solidarity.
0: Season (laughs) 2! Welcome to Solidarity, Season 2. Solidarity. Oopsie.
1: (laughs) Clearly we're out of practice. Hey guys, how you doing? How was that long summer we gave you? Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Solidarity. Solidarity. Welcome. (laughs) To season two of Solidarity. Welcome. I said
0: that. And now, introducing season two of (laughs)
1: Solidarity. I'm Bridget. I'm Kelly. And we are the hosts of Solidarity. This is round two. We haven't even been doing it for a year, but we're excited to do new things this upcoming season that we didn't try last season. We are speaking to you from my living room couch, which is a comfy place. And I'm speaking to you from the heart. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So, uh, Kelly, what's your current relationship status? Are you still single? Yes. Sorry to rub it in. like
0: Bridget, what's your
1: current relationship status? Single and ready to mingle. Hey. Which actually kind of does feel like an update, really? How is it? How is it different? Give us all the juicy details. Juicy details coming at you. So, in the last year, I decided that I wanted to be intentionally single. Like, I think people, some people do that because they're in relationships a lot. Like, they're like, "Who am I on my own? I need to figure that out." I'm always on my own, <laughs> but I think that there was just a lot of really harmful self talk happening. And just, like, really bad habits in the way of how I thought about myself as a single person. And even I just was hoping to change, like, my mind, like, my thought life surrounding, constantly hoping to meet somebody and constantly wondering what the heck was wrong with me. And so I decided I'm going to give it a year. And it, inside of this year is when we started Solidarity, which is probably the biggest thing that held me. As I've said before, all these conversations about singleness and all its facets and stuff. So, that year is over, actually. And, uh, you know what app I downloaded the other day? Christian Mingle? No. Bumble. Bumble? But I, I haven't swiped right on anybody yet.
0: Ooh. playing it conservative?
1: I am playing it conservative. I just feel like... I feel like I want to feel excited about one of the matches, you know? Yeah. And the girl has to initiate. And that's what's
0: gonna ask if so long are the girls initiate. Yeah. Okay.
1: Which I think is good. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like maybe I am picky and I actually that's not a thing that bothers me about myself being picky. I'm not saying I'm shallow, I'm just saying I'm like I have high standards and that's because I I wanna do this well. No, I.
0: That's. I think that's an important distinction. I don't think being picky is necessarily bad. If you're being picky because you only want to date someone with like blonde hair, then I would probably yell at you. But yeah, you'd be like, "What
1: are you thinking?" That's silly. Yeah, those are the preferences that. Like I mean, I think I. I think we've talked about this. Like I have a type physically, but it's not actually usually the guy I like. Yeah. <laughs> or the guy I end up having a major crush on.
0: I have like no sort of pattern with, like, any of the guys I like physically. They're
1: all, it's, they all look very different. Mm-hmm. Me too. Hmm. So, yeah, so that's, like, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that will include, and I actually was thinking maybe there would be space on our podcast for me to be exploring this, and
0: maybe mm-hmm. there's a
1: Bridget's boldness corner. <laughs> Doesn't work. No. We,
0: we'll come up with it. Since... So we're going to introduce a new segment called Kim's Corner, which um, Kim is our friend and Bridget's current roommate, She's yeah. very wise and beautiful and just an all-around spectacular gal, um, and we just turned the microphone on her like 10 minutes ago, and she was very articulate, and so anyways, we want to try to get her to do this segment every time we release an episode. But she, we got her to agree to Kim's Corner, but the follow up was Kim's Caboodle. <laughs> so I think I'll steal that for myself. When Kelly's you, Caboodle. Kelly's Caboodle. For, I don't know how I'm going
1: to use that yet, but I think Caboodle is a pretty fun word. Cool. Oh, my two. Y- you know, it's just funny. I, I take this microphone and get it as close to you as I can, I know. and you still manage to be quieter.
0: Oh, I thought I was going to sneeze right there. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just don't like speaking very loud, which, I mean, mean, I'm
1: not even a quiet person,
0: so I don't know what it is.
1: You're relaxed right now. She's sprawled out like a little dang model, a beauty queen. Beauty queen. Wearing this great dress. Thank you. Her tattoo, her thigh tattoo. It's on my thigh. It honestly compliments it very well, so. Oh, I'm into it. you. You look like a snack. Ooh. That I really want the snack portion to be Kim's corner this I week. I know.
0: I also just want a boy to call me a snack. Oh boy will call you a snack. <laughs> but I'll just get one
1: too <laughs> when we're out and about. Pay him five bucks. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no. Okay. Don't I, let me see you pay them though. I will not pay him. I can get it for free. Okay, deal. I'll be like, it'll be when we're out and about. That's what we should people. put on the
0: Instagram story. Not beauty queen snack. <laughs> we should.
1: Dang it. beauty snack. Oh. Remember. Last time when we just tried to record with Con- uh, Tanner, <laughs> call him Connor. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> let that out. I really want him to know that not only
0: have <laughs> deleted an, an episode of him, and then we like, and then we made one that we're not going to use. But then you also call him Connor. <laughs> I almost called him Connor. I did it. it. It was like you said enough of the word Connor that I knew that you were missing like, his name.
1: <laughs> uh (laughs) we were we're all like tanner am i in your box (laughs) do i fit in your box that was funny to me
0: we recorded um an episode with tanner that we decided to ultimately not use just because (laughs) he sucked (laughs) i'm just kidding it was us it was us it was us i think we were just like catching up because we hadn't seen each other in like months but we asked uh tanner connor (laughs) <laughs> if um if like Bridget and I fit and I think he called it like a box right yeah he did he himself like yeah he introduced that term like oh I have like a box of what I want
1: and we were like well do we fit in your box do we stack up and he hella denied us <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine because he doesn't fit in our box either well I thought he did but <laughs> no JK no JK Connor T- Together we're we're purposely trying to make you feel uncomfortable and giggle while you're on your drive listening to this if you ever listen to it. Oh yeah,
0: he's a few episodes behind, so doubt it.
1: DJ doubt it. So hey, let's catch up with our audience. There have been a lot of things that have gone on. Kelly officially bought her house, so she's like a big girl now.
0: Yeah, and I bought a couch,
1: so and I own a dog. So, you have one upped me because I don't have a dog. Yeah, but you're allergic. Or well, you're mildly allergic. I could have a dog. See, it just I depends. Knew, Short I hair knew, dog. You know, Your dog I'm fine with, I think. Yeah, I think you did fine. Right? I yeah. wasn't having any reaction. No, you were great. You're, Kelly's dog's awesome. I'm a big fan. I like Theo. Theodore. He's a little cutie. He's a little cutie. Yeah. So, she, so she's single, but she's got love in her life. I have Theo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all the cuddles like a girl could want. Yeah.
1: So, I. I want to address something, too, because it is important to me, Mm -hmm. and that's just that what we hope to do in this season two is have different kinds of conversations, because I think at the beginning of Creating Solidarity, I was really hoping to talk more about different kinds of singleness, and I think we've talked a lot about what we've experienced, which we've said from the beginning is, like, incredibly limited, like not everyone's going to relate the parts that are relatable are like the universal parts, you know, but that's just something for you guys to look forward to in the future is wanting to talk to people with different experiences than we have um, in singleness. And then maybe even people who want to be single
0: yeah. that they
1: feel good about that. And like, you know, I mean, I, I was even today thinking about some of the perks of singleness, like, cause I'm not, I'm not really a hugely messy person, but I like, there's some ways I don't clean up that, I'm fine with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think, honestly, this is one of my happiest reasons to be single is I can just live the way I want to live. Whereas when you have another person added into the mix, sharing your space, like more intimately like that, you have to consider their wants and there has to be compromises and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so in a lot of ways, I want to be single still for those reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like that trade off. But we want to just champion people who are single still. That's the same we want people to know that they're not alone, but we're hoping for more people who want to come on and be a part of our show that have different experiences than us. So truly, if that's you, and if you even if you don't live in Tucson, we can work something out because I think that would be really fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do think that is, you know, that's like been some of the feedback we've gotten back that I, I definitely see that. Just having more like diversity because, yeah. I mean, ultimately – Bridge and I do differ in some ways, but we, I mean, we really... We're really similar. We're really, really similar on both experience and desires for a relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and what's the point of calling it solidarity if it isn't for, like, everyone? Yeah. (laughs) So, we're we're not trying to be, like, limiting, but we are limited, and that's just humanity, isn't it? Yeah. So, this first episode of season two though we just wanted to catch up with you guys and share some of the thoughts we've been having for the past three months I think it's been since I posted the last episode it's been a full summer's length break yeah we wanted to give you guys a break from us and from ourselves you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) so I think we're just coming in with a lot of random thoughts about singleness that I think are things we're still learning and having to remind ourselves of, and so... Yeah, so I had kind of, like, a fun thing that I was telling Bridget about,
0: which is, like, I got jury duty um, a little bit ago, and it was kind of neat because I I just was serving with some really fun people, and we'd kind of just hang out on the breaks we got and stuff. So we went out uh, to lunch one time, and we were all, like, talking, and I was... The youngest one, I think I was the only single one as well. I think everybody was married. And so, you know, of course it came up, oh, are you married or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, I'm single. And they're like, oh, good. Like, how old are you? I'm like, 25. They're like, oh, you're so young. And I just thought that was so interesting because, again, going back to, like, how Bridget and I just really come from a lot of the same places. Like, I think in our Christian cultural bubble, it's really normal to see um most people in the relationship or married in their 20s and so it feels like you're kind of like the abnormal one when you're in church um single in your 20s and so it's kind of cool to just like have this uh this kind of like almost random random like sample of like opinions from all sorts of different people and actually and like but it seemed like all of them were like oh yeah like you're so young, like, and I, yeah. I don't know, I just thought that was kind of neat, because that's a good reminder, too, that, like, this is just one kind of viewpoint or perspective that we see from our personal, yeah. like, you know, experience.
1: Did it make you feel better to hear that?
0: It did. No, I think it was cool, it was refreshing, and it's, you know, it's not like, um, I don't feel like a lot of pressure from, like, church leadership or anything like yeah. that, and yeah. even people in relationships... I don't think it's, like, an intentional thing that people, I don't know if they point out that you're single or something like that. It doesn't feel like it's supposed to be intentionally mean or anything like that. But it, it's just kind of cool to get this random sample of people being like, oh, yeah, you're so young. When you're kind of used to, like, a
1: lot of people getting married yeah, in their early, early 20s. Yeah. They say something about that at 33 or something like that is the best age to get married for retaining the marriage you know (laughs) like for not getting divorced so yeah and for you that's like quite a ways away for me it's still a few years away so yeah and that's like kind of the truth about young like being young is is that you just don't know how your life's gonna change who you're gonna meet
0: yeah how you're gonna change No, exactly. I mean, I mean, and I, I'm definitely, like, I'm kind of feel like I'm going through, I don't know, just kind of this thing right now where, of course, I mean, again, this is just this is, like, just being in your 20s. This is, I think, what your 20s is, but I'm trying to just figure out what I want to do with my life, and, like, I love the job that I'm doing, and I'm really thankful for it, and I really enjoy it, but I also know it's not my career, and so I'm a little bit starting to feel that itch of, like, okay, like... What does the future hold for me? And, and it's, not, it's not that you couldn't be married or in a relationship and go through those things. But it is kind of nice, I think, in the sense of, like, I'm able to just kind of independently de- determine what my life is going to look like versus, like, having to figure that out around another person. And I think that will also always naturally happen in relationships as well. But I think it's also really healthy to just discover who you are independently,
1: too. Yeah, yeah. I've found a lot of benefit from that Yeah, for me. I don't know if I've mentioned this in any of our podcasts, but I used to write letters to my future husband. Like, I mean, I have nine years' worth, although the older I get, the less I would write, you know? Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I did it was because I wanted to express who I was before meeting my husband like I had a whole life I had a whole process of development like I am this person because of what I've been through you know because sometimes you step into those roles of being someone's partner or being like a mom or a dad right and it's like I I think I wondered that about my parents it's like who were they before they'll they'll tell you only so much you Mm -hmm. know You'll never know and I mean I guess the older you get you realize you're like like your parents so maybe they were kind of like us in some ways but I wanted to capture that and I think in a lot of ways that it's really fun to go back and read them to see how much I've matured (laughs) (laughs) and even how good of a writer that I am even though I thought I wasn't you know Mm. but I have a degree in it anyway but sometimes I like go back and I'm like i wrote this (laughs) and it's just cool because even being in that introspective place i think i said some really important truthful wise things that i've carried forward with myself as a single person who is hopeful for marriage
0: i would actually love to hear if like if you could i don't know if you would like ever be comfortable with that i think that could be a really neat thing to share is to kind of Maybe pull together like a, some tidbits or something in a future episode.
1: Yeah, maybe, like, one little excerpt from each year.
0: Something like that, yeah. It's,
1: yeah. Some highlights. Yeah. That, that would be fun. I've, I've always loved writing
0: as well, but I am notorious for just ripping up my writings. <laughs> especially, like, entries as a kid. So I don't even know if I have anything before, like, so I'm 25 now. I don't know if I have anything before, like, 20, which is kind of sad. Yeah. So I could probably guess or try to recreate <laughs> Yeah. some of the – because I did write letters to my husband for sure. hmm They were – I probably wouldn't feel confident. Like, I think it's awesome that you're able to look back and be like, yeah, like, younger Bridget says some really cool things. Like, I would probably just be like, ugh, Kelly was an idiot. Like – there's definitely those moments, too.
1: But. <laughs> yeah. But mine, I feel like that would be, like, my whole perspective <laughs> All of it. on everything. Like, wow. That's funny. Idiot, yeah. Well, you – okay, so, like, you gain perspective when you get older, too. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, like and i and I think I know that going along, too, where I'm like, when I'm older, these things that feel like they're such a big deal right now will not be a big deal mm-hmm. when I'm older. For sure. Like, I'm being so redundant right now, but I just feel that deeply, you know, especially when I'm feeling dramatic and – upset or in my feelings about everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, so sharing that, like where you're still trying to figure out what you want to do and everything, do you feel like your singleness speaks to that? Like that the unknown makes it more stressful or like, because I think I've maybe mentioned this before sometimes, even just saying that I'm like single ready to mingle like so what am I gonna do to put myself out there right Mm. is it something that like you would be goal-oriented about you know like how do I go about trying to achieve this thing that I want that's like a totally normal natural thing but
0: kind of I don't know like I've never I've never really have set off I think with that perspective of being goal-oriented just because it's something that's ultimately out of my control. Like, whoever I date, it's out of my control if they date me, right? Or whoever I like or whatever. And so... Yeah. I think, like, I've never been like, oh, my goal... And I'm not saying that this is what you're talking about exactly, but... Like, I, I, just, I would never set a goal, like, I will have a boyfriend by Valentine's Day. Something yeah. like that. It's you know not, what I mean? That's not
1: an easy thing to control.
0: Right. Or... That's, you know, then you could, you would maybe massively like settle or something.
1: Like, I think if we
0: wanted, if our goal was just to like date somebody, I think we could both just date somebody. Sure. Right? Like, I don't, I don't think that would be crazy hard to accomplish. But I, I don't, and I, you're the same way. Like, I could never just be with somebody just to be with somebody.
1: Yeah. So, does that make it, a little harder to not know what your future looks like.
0: Yeah, because it it is it is a total like unknown, like something that I can't control. So I don't know. I mean, I definitely think like it's a balance of not not doing things because I'm single. Mm-hmm. So I don't want I don't want to live my life just in anticipation of yeah doing things once I'm not single. But, yeah, I mean, there are certain things, um, like, I would love to adopt. And when I say that, like, I would love to adopt, I mean, like, I plan to adopt. I very, very seriously, for years now, have the intention to adopt. But I don't think, unless God really spoke to me directly about that, I don't think I would do that until I, I was married. Hmm. Yeah, and so that's, that's something. Not that that, like, weighs heavily on me every day. Like, I also am not ready to be a mom, so that kind of works, that works out well, too, I think. But, I don't know, I mean, that's something. So that's, like, this unknown thing that I can't control, that in my mind would be tied to, like, a relationship, and, yeah. But, I don't know, I mean, outside of that, I do, honestly, like, I really try not to, like tie things down to, like, oh, when I'm in a relationship, then this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. What about you?
1: Well, I have a career that I've said in the past is, like, my dream job, and I, like, could do it forever.
0: hmm
1: I think that's true. I think although we're in our busiest time of year since it's the beginning of the school year, and I am I think I feel this way pretty often at the beginning of the school year, just stressed out and thinking, is it sustainable? Can I do this? forever. Cause this is my 10th year being a part of what we do at the beginning of the school year, but it's my seventh year on staff. And yeah, I just kind of feel tired. I also, the older I get, the more distant I feel from the students because they're like 10 years younger than me now. And I feel it. I feel their youth and I feel the maturity gap and those things aren't bad. It's just that I have to keep like coaching myself that they're, have a whole journey that they're going to be on and you've already done a decade of it, you know? And so I think like in some ways I just feel like I would like for some change of pace in the next few years. So people like, Oh, like what's your five-year plan or whatever, you know, people do ask that. It's interesting. And I couldn't tell a very detailed thing. I could throw out some things that I want, but I think being single for me feels like, well, if I were going to be, married in the next five years, then that would change a lot of things because it's two lives converging as one, right? right? And it's like, what if he doesn't have as flexible of a job and feels just as called? I actually do kind of have a flexible job. If there's a college or community college, you know, like a university or community college where I live, I can start something new there or go on staff, you know, anywhere really mm-hmm. and do the work I do anywhere, Um, and so that's kind of cool, but it just leaves things up in the air, like as for my future. So I do sort of see things like, at least where I stand right now, I see things in the future. Like if I want to be married, then I'm going to have to do something about it and Mm -hmm. being at home all the time. (laughs) Um, cause I'm too tired to go out and do stuff. It like, I don't know. I'm just going to have to be willing to be bold, which is, I think why I want to be brave with our podcast too, to meet people and talk to people who believe different things about us, but to get out there and like Mm -hmm. make friends that are different because that'll be an easy practice or it'll become easier as we do it and maybe expose us to people that will bring a lot of joy to our lives, regardless of if it's romantic or not, you know?
0: So do you see yourself now in a place to like intentionally pursue like romantic relationships or what does that look like for you?
1: I think I'm going to ease into it. Okay. <laughs> I want to.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm it feels scared. Because like, it feels like even putting yourself on a dating app is a very passive way to pursue.
1: In our, yes. I think in our personality it is. Yeah. Because we just feel so like, oh, does this even work? Right? Right.
0: Yeah, well, I just mean, I mean, I think in both of our experiences, like, we have each gone on, like, a handful of dates or, you know, and had a handful of matches and blah, 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 but it hasn't really led into anything substantial.
1: Yeah. I have a friend, I think I've told you about her before, but a few years ago she decided that she wanted to be proactive about meeting someone. Mm -hmm. And she booked herself out for, like, three months on dates from dating apps, a bunch of different ones. And she lives in Montana, like, small town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always joke that they have more cows than people there. And she went on all these dates with guys that she probably would never see herself with, you know, mm-hmm. and guys that she thought were fine. And it's fun because the story of her husband is it was a guy who she – had gone on a few dates with, but was just kind of like, I don't know if I see this really working. And it wasn't really I don't think it was because of his personality or anything, but she had written it off. And I think that he came back around and it was like, we should, we should try this, you know, we should actually date. And that's how it worked out. And I, I admired that because she gave herself the opportunity to meet a ton of people and was not passive about it.
0: Can we have her on the
1: show? Yeah, I know. I would love it. She's like one of my heroes. Yeah. So she got married when she was thirty-five or thirty-six, I think. Yeah. And um, she's just so cool. But would could you ever see yourself doing something like that? Kind of. That's what I think. That's what I like. Why I say I'm like easing into it because if I do swipe right on a guy like on Bumble, it's in my hands, right? And I think even if he isn't all the things that I'm looking for. I want to be willing to take the risks because I've gone on dates in the past year that made me realize there's other things that I wanted that I guess I did couldn't put my finger on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like playfulness, which probably doesn't come as a surprise to anyone, but I didn't I don't think I thought about that. Like I think that that's this common thing with a lot of my friendships is that when people are playful with me, I feel more at ease. I feel more myself, you know, and I can be playful. But I think I always would just say like, oh, someone who's really funny and whatever. And that was sort of that like blanket statement. And that and I the playfulness thing was because I went on a date. And so I think I just wanna meet people and I wanna like have experiences and I wanna like have more dignity, like or like, you know, give myself more self worth, like have standards of how I'm treated. And so like if a guy is being dumb and be like, all right, date over, like, mm-hmm. or you don't, we don't have to see each other again. Like the, one of the random things that I was thinking about, and I think why it relates to all of this is, um, you know, I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. like totally, there's actually a lot of guilty pleasure shows, but that's yeah. one of them. And all these people are like anywhere from like 24 to 30. And so we're right in that age range. And I think to some degree, Even, like, in America's mainstream media, they're saying, oh, that's, like, a normal time to find someone that you'd fall in love with and then get married to, you know, and start having babies. Like, I think they pride themselves in the couples that get that far, right? Um, But I'm watching all these people, and even as immature and dramatic that they are, I feel like they look so much older than Mm -hmm. I do and kind of present themselves more as, as adults than I do. I know that's sort of more of a physical thing, but it makes me feel kind of like, do do I live into the definition of what it means to be an adult, you know? And then it kind of puts into question for me, do I take myself seriously as an adult and would I present that way to any of these guys that I'd go on a date with, you know? Mm. I meet plenty of guys who are, like, my age and even older who I don't feel like are at the same level of maturity. They're still an adult, you know? Like, they have adult jobs, they own houses, have dogs, too, and stuff like that. But values and ideals to me, so. That's just something that's been going on in my head, too, is, like, stepping into this world. I don't think married people are more adult than single people, you know? No, I I don't. I definitely think
0: that marriage... Does bring a lot of maturity. Like I feel like it would force a lot it of maturity. Can,
1: yeah. Or yeah. Or if it doesn't, then I think it's like that. it's meant to, right? Right. Yeah. What did? Oh, I was listening to another podcast that um, Nora McInerney was uh, on. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's called Committed. It's like literally the opposite of our podcast. Now oh, it's that's about awesome. sto- people's love stories. So yeah. of course I love it. And she tells the story of her first husband and her second husband, oh. and. I think between her first husband's death and meeting her second husband, she described that she didn't want to be married again, probably. She could just adopt a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, dead set on that. And then, it it feels funny telling someone else's story about a podcast, but then she met her current husband, and they were on a date, and it was, like, on their first date that she realized she did want to be married again. And a part of it was because what she was seeing in her you know her date she was saying that he's a dad that shows up for his kids and that she just was saying like he like gave the, the amount and the level of care that moms usually do mm-hmm. you know cause like in our society maybe dads get let off the hook for some of that stuff or maybe they just put themselves off the hook but she was saying if you, if you want to date someone you should date a dad because a dad already knows that his life isn't about him and yeah. I thought it was interesting. It it yeah. kind of comes more into your point of, like, marriage, and I think even parenthood, should bring this level of maturity that I wish everyone would arrive at, yeah. which is, life's not about you. And that's so hard. Like, one of my favorite
0: authors um, is Donald Miller. Yeah. And he has this part, I think it's in his, I think it's in Blue Light Jazz, which is his mm-hmm. most famous book. But he has this part where he talks about you know, basically, like, basically human selfishness, but the way that he describes it just, I... I think just made so much sense, which is essentially that, like, if all of our... if, like, my life is a movie, I'm the main character, right? Like, I'm the character that's in every single scene, so, like, right now, from my perspective, like, you are just a character in my story, but vice versa, right? So I... So, like, you've entered this scene, uh-huh. and when I leave, I continue in my scene, right? I drive home, Yeah, other characters might enter the scene at my house, but I'm always with myself, right? And I have to take care of myself, and I'm responsible for myself. And so it's really hard to to escape that, right? I mean, you can't, you can't really escape yourself, and... <laughs> yeah, you can't really turn off your movie. Yeah, you can't turn off your own movie, and... um And so I thought that was really interesting where it's not an excuse for selfishness by any means, but it's an understanding of why selfishness is so difficult to get out of. And I think if you have that perspective, but then you also, and that also has to, like, you have to have the perspective as well as, as seeing that there's more than that. Because if you're okay with that, if you're okay with, well, I am the most important thing in my life, then yeah, then that's that. I mean, that's just how you feel, like, you're not going to change anything. But a relationship is a big part of that, because all of a sudden, you do have a character that won't leave, <laughs> you know, for the most part. Yeah. And... They're a part of the main story. Exactly. Yeah. So even, I mean, you know, like, like we both live with, like, roommates, and roommates i mean that's that's very close and personal because a lot of the times they're in your story when in, you're in your personal time when you're in <laughs> your time that you want to be alone that you want to relax yeah and then you have a character invading on that <laughs> you know essentially i mean that i mean re- living with roommates can be really tough but yeah um, it teaches you a lot it does teach you a lot yeah and i think it, it really helps <laughs> it's a really good tool to remembering like I'm not the only person, because you are going to be constantly reminded and interrupted uh-huh. in your own head and in your own selfishness. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. What are you most excited about for season two? I have to think about it for a second. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just excited about the risks we might take if we really commit to it. Yeah. Because I this being more of a passion project for both of us, it's hard to do with our full-time jobs and make time for and coordinate stuff. So if it works out that we can do some new and fun things, I would love to have conversations with people who I maybe even don't agree with, you know? And we've done a little bit of that already, but I just would love more of that. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for more people to listen and more conversations because I think the sum of all of our conversations over the past year have been so fun for me and even just earlier I was thinking about how lucky I feel that we are really good friends and we just chose that and I think that that's such a good picture of what solidarity can be is when you just decide yeah we'll probably get along like yeah we probably would be good friends and then you do it and you're intentional about it Mm -hmm. and decide you can be an important person to me I love that. That, to me, is, like, some of my favorite stuff in life.
0: Yeah. How about cool. you? Um, I would probably to ditto a lot of that. I definitely, I'm excited to just try to try new things. Yeah, I mean, just like what you said. So I'd love to maybe get, like, experimental. And we have some ideas of what that might look like. And I hope that we just have more fun ideas. And, yeah, I just want to have, like, a good time with it and... Um, Hopefully just really keep encouraging people and just make people feel really, really loved, really
1: validated no matter where they're at. Yeah, that you're known and you're seen. And you're loved. Yeah, Yeah, you're loved. That's always going to be our aim. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to our first little discussion. Back at it. Give us grace because I feel like, oh, this is like a muscle we have to re... Yeah, it's
0: weird to get back in the in the mode and yeah, I feel like we're still catching up too, just because we really haven't seen each other that much. Yeah,
1: so a lot of traveling, a lot of life. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited, and like we've always said, follow us on Instagram, email us if you have any questions or thoughts. We've got some really cool emails in the past that were encouraging for us, just for people saying thank you for putting your story out there. I so relate to these parts. And even the people who say, oh, that doesn't make sense to me or that I don't relate to that, it's still the kind of interaction we're looking for. Absolutely. Thanks so much. a snack it just means i want to i want to nibble on you a little <laughs> i mean okay i got your heartstrings right there <laughs> uh, kim's corner will be teaching kim something about the lingo and like modern and love. Response. But, uh, modern love it's mean, like the old soul that you're like kim. exposing to modern trends yes kim's corner
0: <laughs> <laughs>